Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 930 in 716. We've invested more in rebuilding the bridges of Iraq and Afghanistan than we have in America. Uh, that is unacceptable. The Skyway Redo. We can do better. You ask yourself, what's the right decision for the next 50, 60, 70 years? Taking down the Skyway opens up an incredible opportunity for our region. It's a return to a grid system that's working across the country right now, and a lot of uh, more progressive transportation engineers you know, are advocating. I'm Tim Wenger on 930 and 716. Well, we have a winner, so to speak. The much-heralded Skyway competition drew to a close Tuesday as the winner was announced following a Shark Tank-like series of presentations before a panel of judges. SWBR Architects successfully pitched their City of Lights design. It creates a sky park towering over the Buffalo waterfront, utilizing a portion of the skyway while removing the overall traffic from the span and diverting it elsewhere. Certainly we wanted something very iconic. Don Natsker is with SWBR. The strength of what we're proposing is, is very functional and pragmatic, but at the same time, um, when you're making that kind of a public investment, you want something special and iconic. So, you know, we've kind of bookended this uh, proposed Skyway Park with where we see, we've kind of, there are a couple of uh, placekeeper um, structures. You know, we know we want them to be iconic. We want them to be transparent. We want them to be about the, the City of Lights, kind of a reference to the 1901 Pan American Exposition. And what goes on in the Sky Park on the top of the elevated portion of the bridge that's staying? So it's becoming a park. Um, you know, we still have a lot of room and public participation and to design and program this park. But at a bare minimum, it's, it's going to be a pedestrian and bicycle connection. It's going to be a viewing platform like uh, Buffalo's kind of own mountaintop to, to look out over the lake and over the city. Um, it could be as something as simple as if anyone's down, been down to the Brooklyn Bridge, a very simple walking, biking overlook, um, but we do envision the opportunity to have little parklets up there. There could be opportunities for um, activities and games and event spaces. Um, so, again, one of the things we want to make sure is that this is pragmatic, practical, and affordable, um, but at the same time, the, uh, the view kind of speaks for itself up there. We're really just trying to get people up there to, uh, to, to have some experience um, above the city. So how would that work in uh, your mind? You mentioned bicycles. Do people you know, ride their bike downtown, then take like an elevator up there? Exactly. Yes, the two, two structures that we talked about earlier are, are envisioned as essentially portals for um, an elevator, you know, probably more of a freight-style elevator that could accommodate pedestrians and bikes. So we do think that this is a, you know, continues to be a great 
link between Canal Side and, and the Outer Harbor. You know, we want to make sure that people can get bikes and across that bridge. Um, you know, maybe there's even in the future some other, you know, are they, are they scooters or electric vehicles? There could be some other, you know, option for transportation. But, you know, primarily, you know, looking at bikes and, and foot traffic and have shortened the span of the bridge. You know, we kind of, people typically can do a nice, comfortable quarter-mile walk, so we kind of designed the length of this park to be about that length. Yeah, regarding traffic, Don, there is some skepticism that this is not realistic, but we're assuming that you've done your own research. We've done our, our research, and uh, Fisher Associates is a uh, the transportation planner and engineer that we've been working with, and they're local Buffalo folks. They've dug out all of the old studies that have looked at different um, options here. The uh, new Tiff Street extension that we're proposing is, uh, you know, a, a project that's been studied and, and has been tested. Um, you know, we see instead of having a central arterial that, that accommodates all the traffic in and out of Buffalo and the commuters, we see establishing or reestablishing more of a grid network that gives people transportation options. And, you know, depending on where they're coming from and where they're going to, they might take either Tiff Street or they might take Ohio or Michigan. But we kind of talked about it as, as peeling off the onion, you know, as, as you're going north and um, towards the Skyway, if you... You know, pull off a certain number of cars at, at Tiff Street. You pull off a few more at Ohio. Uh, by the time you get to Michigan, you're really just not accommodating that many cars. And, you know, it's a, it's a return to a grid system that's working across the country right now. And a lot of uh, more progressive transportation engineers, you know, are advocating giving people options rather than focusing them on arterial highways. It's close to reality. It's, I think we've never had an opportunity like this before in the almost 40 years that I've lived here. So uh, it's very close to reality. Howard Zemsky with Empire State Development on with Susan and Brian talking up the competition, the winner, and what he sees as a big win and opportunity. You know, of course, you have to do an environmental impact study and you've got construction, but uh, the governor's committed to get this done uh, under five years. So we've seen uh, him take on challenges like this before successfully. So I'm extremely optimistic. Why, in your mind, why in the governor's mind is there a need to get rid of the Skyway? Why is this something that is kind of viewed as something that absolutely has to be done? Well, the Skyway has you know, was built in a different era for a different purpose. It's now, you know, 65 years years old. Our our whole waterfront has changed. The way we have developed as a community, uh, in large parts, you know, the progress we've made in the last 10 years, activating the waterfront has been such an important component of that. We have the opportunity to continue to build on that momentum. Taking down the Skyway will open up a dozen acres of developable land, in downtown, just the on-ramps and the off-ramps and the landing of the Skyway. If you think about the progress at Canal Side and all the trucks that are uh, overhead, the difficulty it will be for us to continue to activate the waterfront and attract investment there. The whole four-mile-long uh, expressway that cuts um, Buffalo off from the waterfront. It's Water is our greatest advantage. This is really our best opportunity. And 
if you think about when the Skyway was built and why it was built and how our economy has changed, it's really the right time to take the Skyway down and open up the opportunity for our region. You know, a lot of our listeners are wondering, why did they just fix it? Here it's going to reopen on Monday. Right. And the Skyway, of course, is going to uh, be up for some years. In any case, it needs that kind of work. That's part of the problem. Maintaining that Skyway is uh, a continual burden. It's now quite old. Uh, You do need to provide a safe Skyway for some years to come. So it's an investment worth making. But you ask yourself, what's the right decision for the next 50, 60, 70 years? Taking down the Skyway opens up an incredible opportunity for our region. I think you have to look at it over that perspective. What was so enticing about this winning design yesterday? I think when a lot of people talk about the Skyway um, and want to bring it down, they mention an eyesore. This design would actually leave a a big chunk of the Skyway up. Um, Why was it chosen above the others? Yeah, I mean, I think this, and I I understand you'll be speaking to the winners, but uh, yeah, keeping up the uh, a portion of the elevated expressway as a sky park, and people talk about the views of the skyway, so it gives people uh, and more than motorists an opportunity to enjoy the views. Um, so, you know, honestly, keeping taking the skyway down where there is so much traffic around Canal Side and the way it so dramatically impacts downtown Buffalo, the way it disconnects. So much of the outer harbor area from the waterfront, uh, allowing a small portion of it to remain up, kind of pays homage to the history of the Skyway, but it uh, mitigates all the negative impacts of the Skyway. So it's it's like a good, sensible solution. It is a major commuting route. Forty thousand vehicles a day use it. With the the plans that they've been talking about to you know use extend Tiff Street and to um, uh, construct a new bridge at South Michigan. Is all of that going to be able to take 40,000 cars? Yeah, I mean, you've got 20,000 cars really uh, in the morning. It's a, it's become a commuter bridge, right? So you've got 40,000, 20,000 cars or less in the morning and the same in the afternoon. So that's the whole point of doing the environmental uh, impact study is, of course, to provide alternatives so that uh, – it is entirely feasible, and I think that's what—that's uh, exactly what the expectation will be. That you know, we provide alternatives for people that make good sense. Yeah, well, the, the Skyway has been an obstacle uh, to Buffalo realizing its full potential as a great waterfront city again. For his part, Congressman Brian Higgins, a champion for the Buffalo waterfront, keeps saying the same things about the span. It's outlived its time. Money spent on it is a waste. And this design, he says, is an entree to a new era for the Buffalo waterfront. And when you talk about waterfront redevelopment, the most difficult but most important part is infrastructure. And particularly when you have a bridge that, you know, frankly is not safe, it would not be approved for construction today uh, because it is functionally obsolete, it's fracture critical, uh, meaning that there's no redundancy. So one section of the bridge collapses, uh, the whole thing collapses. We can do better. And I think what's different today is that Buffalo now has uh, choices. We have choices about our own future, which our only choice for the last 65 years has been to rehabilitate uh, uh, an old, obsolete, and unsafe road. Uh, That changes. I think the the governor's announcement today, I hope everybody caught it, $10 million to begin 
uh, the requisite study that is necessary, uh, the environmental impact study, uh, that is necessary to build this thing. Um, so this is a major, major push forward and it's been a long time in coming. Uh, you know, when you're doing waterfront development, I think the most important thing is you stick with it. And sometimes there's not going to be immediate gratification. And sometimes it's going to take decades. But I think the city uh, is worth uh, the investment. I think uh, what we stated today uh, very simply is that we're no longer going to invest in the past. We're going to invest in a new, vibrant uh, waterfront for people that have been waiting for this waterfront to develop uh, for 75 years. How are you going to get it done? How are you going to make sure it gets done and keep on track? Well, I think the $10 million investment for the environmental impact study makes sure that we, we sustain the momentum that we have right now. That's a commitment that the governor made right here. Uh, that should start right away. That's about a 24-month process. Concurrently, uh, we will be working with uh, state officials and uh, federal transportation officials uh, to secure the funding uh, that is necessary to do this project and to do it right. And as I said, for every dollar of infrastructure investment you make, you get at least $4 back uh, in private sector investment. Canal Side is an example, Niagara Street is an example, Ohio Street is an example, Main Street, returning cars to uh, Main Street is an example of that. So each area where we've made improvements with infrastructure, we get four times uh, the private sector uh, economic investment into those corridors that otherwise would not occur. As I said before, uh, that's not coincidental. That is cause and effect. There is a correlation, and that's an established uh, formula that uh, has been proven. How much federal money do you need for this project, and can you secure it from this administration? Of course we can. And it's just not about this administration. It's about uh, people that pay a gasoline tax in this community that finance the federal highway bill. Uh, we should be investing in infrastructure. You know, in the last 10 years, we've invested more in rebuilding the bridges of Iraq and Afghanistan than we have in America. Uh, that is unacceptable, and uh, we're, we're denying uh, economic growth that would occur uh, with brand new infrastructure. We should not have to settle uh, for $30 million to rehabilitate the Skyway. That is a complete waste of money. But if you don't have a net new source of funding, you're stuck with no option but to continue to invest in a troubled and dangerous uh, structure. Uh, so people should not be afraid in this community. Uh, we will find a better way. Uh, nobody will be inconvenienced. Everybody's life quality uh, and economic op opportunities will be enhanced uh, by this project. So we will get the money for this project. Is it I don't know yet. Well, we won't know until uh, the environmental impact study is completed. As I said, that'll be about 24 months, and that will give us both options uh, and cost estimates that we can only guesstimate right now. So I wouldn't even want to uh, speculate as to what that will cost. Look, it's a big project. Uh, it was a big project when it was built. It's been rehabilitated several times, uh, which again, I think is a complete waste of money. And uh, we can come up with a cost-effective, uh, life-enhancing, and economic alternative. How close the actual Skyway redo resembles the winning design will ultimately depend on that environmental study. That's 9.30 in 716. We're back tomorrow with another edition from the studios of WBEN Buffalo. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.